Okay, guys, before we get started with this week's episode, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Eric Moore and uh, Chapter 62 and plug the uh, tequila cup that's coming up here November 11th through the 13th at uh, Marana Airport in Arizona. Should be a really nice uh, time of year to go to Arizona and compete. There's some special awards. It sounds like a fun contest. Special awards, highest scoring pits, highest scoring American champion aircraft, dirtiest cockpit and aircraft, dirtiest mind. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, best snow cone. Submit snow cone figures with freeze. That's awesome. I love that. Let's see some more snow cone figures. Uh, special special musical guest, not Coldplay. <laughs> That'd be a good name for a cover band. Uh, huge shout out to Chapter 62, guys. Head on over to uh, uh, Chapter 62's website. Uh, I'm sure there's a link to uh, uh, the online registration for Tequila Cup there. I will put a link to the Tequila Cup in the show notes. And... Uh, Hopefully that's a really, a really well-attended contest, and uh, thanks to uh, contest director Pike Kelly for running the show. That should be a great one. All right, let's start the episode. Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're clear to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit, where we fly, talk about cool things, and sometimes get into some shit. I think is the that's kind of the new expanded. I like that uh, intro description of the podcast. Yeah, that's really good. Did you just come up with Powered that? by Lyft? I did just come up with that. Wow. Because I feel like we've been getting into some shit lately. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. We got some haters. I sip my coffee. We got some haters. Some haters. Hater nation. Yeah. I gotta. I can't let it get to me, though. I'm not going to let it get to me. No. No. Never. Hey, you got to crack a few eggs and make an omelet, dude. Yeah. We should also, you know, thanks for listening, everybody. We, we, uh, Marky Mark sent me some analytics and, um, should we give the number we have, should we give the numbers live? How many downloads we have? I don't think we should. I don't know that we should give the numbers, but we can say that it was it's higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So thanks everybody. That's really, it was kind of yeah. shocking to see that so many people want to hear what we have to say. So, um, I love it. Whether you like us or not. Yeah, thank I, you. I do too. I, I really appreciate everybody that's, that's listening and, and, uh, I appreciate all the feedback. Uh, honestly, this, Podcast has kind of created more interaction with just questions and answers and people needing help and things like that than uh, even in a lot of ways the, uh, the Aerobatic Pilots uh, Facebook group has. Yeah, um, it's great, and it gives gives some motivation to us too. I mean, when we saw those numbers, it's like, oh wow, now we can we can do some stuff. No, it's kind with of this. a thing. Yeah. So no, it's really cool. Really, really cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's great, and uh, you know, um, we're just gonna take we'll take this podcast kind of where. Wherever it wants to go, wherever it needs to go. Yeah. You know, totally. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey did um, you see that? Um, did you see that? Was it in our group chat? There was a game bird. Somebody posted a picture of a game bird and the camera was mounted on the tail, but it had like a, like a chopstick. And then the camera was on top of the chopstick on top of the vertical, the uh, rudder where the vertical fin meets. When was of. this? Did I miss this? Maybe you missed it. Cause you were, uh, oh, we could talk about your, um, 
uh, air show weekend with the family too. So oh, let's yeah. not forget yeah. about that. Wait, wait. No, it was yeah. like a, um, it was a game bird. If you don't know, we sh- I don't know if we can talk about it because I don't know much about it, but basically like the, it must've been a 360 camera or something, but I don't know. It was like six inches of like a, like a quarter inch rod. It looked like, unless I saw the picture wrong and there was a camera on top of it. So, um, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It was that red game bird. I think, you know, the guy. Oh, um, is that Pat? Maybe. Um, me, I'm going to, I'll just jump on right here right now. And, uh, I typed in pet. That's not going to work. No, that will uh, not work. Let me, let me, uh, let me look here. Yeah. Well, while you're looking, um, oh, are, are you, are you talking about the, it's like the in cockpit video, the guy in the front seat is filming. Yeah, exactly. Looking back. Yeah. I do kind of see that. Weird. Interesting. Right? That's an interesting mount. Yeah. Huh. So. I don't even know how to like I think, how, how that even attaches, to be honest. Well, I think um not saying that this is one, but uh I wanted to say who did we talk to? Somebody makes a tail mount. And I thought it was Gamer. I thought it was when we were talking to Philip, like you can you can order that airplane with a with yeah. a like a cap or something you could put on. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I love it, man. Like I think you know, these airplanes, especially, uh, you know, give it another five years too, but maybe even before that, the amount of places you can mount cameras safely and securely on these airplanes, I think it's going to add in, you know, in the social media age, uh, it's going to add, it already has, but it's, I think it's going to continue adding like a huge, um, unique dynamic uh, yeah. to being able to watch this stuff, especially even like live, um, one that was kind of not mind blowing. Nothing, nothing groundbreaking was done at the Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach, but um, the production value I thought was pretty good. It was the highest for an air pretty show I've good. ever seen. I thought it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, and you That's, know, going in cockpit and out was was cool. But I think you know we're gonna get to a place where we can you know have somebody zoom into a three sixty cam and pan live. You know, and uh, is that gonna, gonna be, be cool. the next step where they can where go a company like GoPro is gonna produce? you know, whatever type of camera that is going to have cellular and that will work and you'll be able to like, like I can call you up and be like, Hey man, I'm going flying. Like, you know, here's the IP address or whatever you want. And uh, you can watch me live. Like, is that the next step? That would be cool. Honestly, like you, you know how like, uh, well, there, there's tons of stuff that like you wouldn't think would have a cell phone plan that you can get a cell phone plan for like uh, my cycling computer. If I want offline, tracking and stuff like that. I have to insert a SIM card. Well, I'd have to, you know, buy a data plan for that. What, what's stopping these companies from adding a SIM card slot and being like, Hey, if you want unlimited data, you know, for your, your GoPro, uh, it's, you know, 30 bucks a month or whatever, you know, they integrated into the Go uh, GoPro, um, um, whatever their subscription. I can't forget. I can't remember what their subscription is yeah. called. Um, but that would plus, open the door up to so many people watching contests. Yeah. You know, I, that'd be I, cool. I, it's not, it, it's not unreasonable. Yeah. So maybe that is the next step. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think just being able to mount these cameras anywhere you want, you know, yeah. especially as, as manufacturers are integrating. Like I, I think, you know, Gen Pro is probably doing, you know, re, they're probably at the forefront of that. Cause I, I remember talking to Philip about it. There's a couple different mounts uh, that you can even like when you go and build an airplane on their website, which, you know, yes, I did do. for no other reason other than just just for fun but um that's kind of you know the age now right you build cars online and then order it and then it just shows up at the dealership 
you know, yeah. um, Gamebird kind of has that same thing, but they're kind of at the forefront of um, integrated mounts, you know, and maybe extra will come along uh, right. as well and make some stuff. Not probably won't make it for the legacy airplanes, but, you know, somebody will. I, I mean, yeah. they're already it's actually already pretty good. You know, you got in-flight cam, you got uh, flight flicks. Uh, they make phenomenal mounts. And if you get the camera technology on board. Yeah. Be sick. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then the other the other thing too is you know I didn't really start thinking about it for some reason until like after the Sammy uh, Mason interview that we just did the second one and okay. I got to give that guy a lot of props man I mean he is really I think you said it to him too but like you know he's just you know putting everything he has into aerobatics and fly and like he's doing it and it, it's really like it's got to be inspiring to people that haven't done done it yet or made the jump that. You know, if you really want to do it, you just just do it or, you know, make a sacrifice or, you know, obviously it comes along with a sacrifice. But I got to give him a lot of credit for what he's doing, man. It's it's I'm sure it's not easy and 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 he's doing it, man. So, like, that's really awesome. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, he, he's he's inspirational even to, to somebody like me. I mean, yeah. um, obviously, ability wise, he's inspirational to a ton of people. But I just mean more like. Uh, the process, you know, it's, it's yeah. inspiring. I've always envied people that could put it all in like that. Um, I, I remember coming to that crossroads, you know, early on in my flying career, after I got the aerobatic bug, I was like, you know, what do I do? Do I just, do I just, um, dedicate everything, blood, sweat, and tears all my time to doing this? Or do I, uh, you know, go try to get a career and, play kind yeah. of what I would call a safer route, you know, and that is the safer route. It, it's the easier route, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's a clearer path to, um, a go an end goal, right? You get the job, you, you know, you get the promotions and blah, 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 blah. And then the 401k, um, the unknowns are, are much scarier, but you know, the risk versus reward is, is huge. It's high risk, very high reward, you know, and, uh, Sammy's right on the cusp of, of, I mean, he's already fantastic. He's a phenomenal pilot. Um, I think he has a really good outlook on things. I think he's probably got the freshest outlook, which has not, not, um, it hasn't really helped his, his career, uh, to this point. Um, but I think that's, that's rounding the corner, you know, the old guards kind of going away. Um, mm. he, he has a fresh perspective and, and kind of his viewpoints on a lot of things are uh, kind of a new and, and un unsupported, maybe uh view but uh by the old like again the old guard uh but i think we all kind of are on board with that new way of thinking and and i think that's a yeah. really fresh look in the air show uh industry and you know hopefully if he comes back to competing it'll be the same thing because yeah. you can just tell he, he's not he's not going to play into that bullshit he hasn't played uh, into that bullshit and totally. that's you know love him or hate him that's uh and i love him for it because uh, it's it all that is inspiring. It, it's not the easy way to do it, but he's no, freaking phenomenal. And that's a common theme too. Within just in aviation in general, it's oh, it's so expensive, and yeah, yeah, it's expensive. But like, if you really want to do it, you'll be able to figure out a way. And you know, Gulian, yeah. I think, put something on his website with uh, you know his journey to getting to where he was, and you know the hurdles he had to jump. Um, so it's definitely not easy. And, you know, it's just, it's very easy to, to say to people, oh, you had this opportunity or that opportunity or, you know, this and that, but, you know, there's really no, it's hard to find a, an excuse if you really want something why you can't do it. Um, I'm not yeah. saying winning like the world aerobatic championships. I'm talking about like getting into, you know, entry level and, um, 
you know, things like that, that you, you might have a passion for like aerobatics. So good job, Sammy. And, um, really, really cool. Well, he, to- he, he hits like all those, like, you know, those like cheesy sayings, like you follow your dreams. And, uh, if, if you dream it, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not to be super, super freaking cheesy, but like, you know, I think he's doing it, you know, and I think, he, and he has, he hasn't, he hasn't reached the end yet. You know, he's, he's still going. He, in fact, I mean, I would say he's just beginning. I mean, oh, totally. especially with the edge now, he's, he's got, he's got the platform, um, you know, with the pits, I'm sure he always felt kind of like that was probably a limited factor, you know, but yeah. now, now the airplane is not the limited factor. He's got, he's, he's got it. So do you think it's a it's, good time to get into he going? the air show? Is it a good time to get into the air show industry right now with, with, with a bunch of people like Tucker just retired, yes. Chapman just retired. I think so, and I think um, not to get into this conversation, although it is super fun to talk offline with people about this topic. But kind of those lower tier, we've talked about it a little bit publicly, but like the lower tier air show people that that kind of come in and come out of the scene, right? Like yeah. you don't really notice them leaving. Uh, there's been a couple couple people that are not doing shows uh, that probably shouldn't do shows that aren't doing shows anymore, which is great um, <laughs> because they probably shouldn't do shows. Uh, but you know, people like Sammy that, that put the hard work in um, and that have talent. something. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's immensely talented and, and, you know, I think, you know, because of his age and because of maybe how he lives uh, life outside of the cockpit, you might, you might assume one might assume, and I've, I've heard people accuse him of this, is you know kind of uh, not reckless he's not a reckless pilot but like you know kind of uh uh likes to take uh you know maybe likes to take risk or or likes to live life kind of on the edge a little bit but you when you hear him talk about how he approaches flying i don't think anybody would ever call him a reckless pilot or or a you know he's not into rushing it he's not going to half ass it he's not going to um risk himself. I mean, you know, the way he was going to put his air show routine together for the edge was like a perfect example of that, you know, building something really safe and then, and then building off that, you know, yeah. it'd be so easy to be like, well, you know, I can go throw this, this thing around and, and not give a shit, but he doesn't, he, he really is very calculated in that. And so I think that is who you want to do air shows. That's he's already, I mean, he's already doing air shows, um, but it won't be that big of a deal to yeah. add the, uh, the edge to it. Uh, to the sat card and then uh, he can do shows in that and uh, work off the, uh, the altitudes and that. Cause I think when you add a new airplane, I'm pretty sure he said that, but I, if he didn't, I, th- I think this is how it works is when you add a new airplane, you got it, you go back up to the ceiling. So I think he's got to do a bunch of shows at 800 feet and then 500 hey. feet. I think I think Crazy. Uh, Crazy. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, man. yeah. How, how was that air show? So what air show did you go to? Fleet Week. Oh, it was amazing, dude. It was amazing. Yeah? Uh, Fleet Week, San Francisco, uh, 2021. Uh, was this was like incredible. a spur in a moment thing or did you have, you plan this? No, no, no. I go every year at least oh, one day, cool. but for the last, the last several years, uh, or the last few years, yeah, yeah, last year didn't happen obviously, but, uh, um, I, so this is so funny. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll step back and then I'll, I'll explain further one year. This is a long, long time ago. We're, I, I park at a random parking lot down there uh, at Fisherman's Wharf to go see the show. And I'm walking on some side street uh, going to uh, meet friends. And I see this bar across the street. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of a cool bar attached to a hotel or whatever. And then all of a sudden I hear sirens. I'm like, oh, shit. And it's like a lot of sirens. I'm like, what is that, dude? And 
it's like a motorcade coming towards me. And I was like, is the fucking president here? What the hell is this? And I mean, uh, not kidding. It's a presidential motorcade, like coming towards me on the street, this random <laughs> side street. And I'm like, what the hell is this? It was the blue angels. And they, oh my God. they get out. Yeah. No, dude, it's crazy. They, and they got out and, and turns out that was the performer hotel that I was looking at. So fast forward several years later, I was like, uh, you know, with the family, I was like, Hey, let's make a weekend out of it. You know, cause we only live 40 minutes away, but I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go. We'll grab a hotel in the city and like really do it. It'd be fun. We won't have to worry about traffic, you know, and kids yeah. can go swimming. We'll get some good food and stuff. And it'll just make a little kind of a mini vacation out of it. I love so that. We did and booked that hotel. I don't know. I think we've been, this is like the third or fourth year we've done it. Um, oh, which is awesome. You know, and I, I got to meet family trip. Yeah. 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 And I've met a few performers, you know, uh, I was telling you guys, I saw Kirby, uh, Kirby eating breakfast and I was like, Wait, you know, we, I can't, we'll, we'll get into that. There's, don't even, don't even try to get out of this one. <laughs> We're going to get into that later. <laughs> don't try to brush off um, this like little like rendezvous. <laughs> but anyway. uh, such a hashtag creeper. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I get to meet uh, like Greg Collier. I met uh, in person for the first time there. He flies a T-33. Um, oh, cool. I met, uh, actually met, got to, it's so funny. Mike Wiskus, um, Wayne Hanley, shout out to Wayne Hanley and Mike Wiskus for that matter. But um, I get, I'm like finishing up an extra flight, heading home. Uh, this is when I was teaching out of that flight school. And I see a phone, uh, my my caller ID is Mike Wiskus. I was like, what the fuck is, who, why is Mike Wiskus calling me? And so we chat and, and uh, he was looking for a ferry pilot to bring his second pits down to this is the year that Huntington Beach was the weekend after Fleet Week. Um, this year it was opposite. So it was Huntington Beach and then it was Fleet Week. Um, yeah. And he's like, hey, I need, I need my plane brought down to Santa. My second pits brought down to Santa Ana. Uh, can you, you know, are you free? And I, he wanted it like the the following day. And I was leaving on an airline trip, so I couldn't do it. But um yeah i guess uh wayne he had asked wayne like hey you know anybody in the area and and wayne had given him a uh, given him my number which was cool but i got i actually got to meet uh mike the year after at that hotel at that same restaurant because uh there's a restaurant attached to it and so i think you know everybody pretty much just eats and eats breakfast and dinner there for the most part i mean i saw pretty much everybody uh go through there at some point over the years but uh yeah, dude, it's, it's so much fun. And the weather was absolutely insane. We're, we're kind of getting into the fall weather now. Um, beautiful blue skies. It's cooling off a little bit. And the temperature was 70 degrees, light oh, breeze. And that's absolutely, right in the window. I mean, it's, that's right, dude, in, it's right in the window. I was like, shit, I can compete in this. All right. <laughs> uh, nice. This is competition yeah. weather right here. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a nice competition weather. Dude, we should make a shirt that has like, you know, the iPhone, the iPhone, uh, you know, icon that's sunny. It was have it sunny 70. And then below that, it'd be like nice day for a competition. Yeah. Like an arrestee <laughs> symbol. Let's put the snow. Yeah. No, it'll be the snow cone arrestee symbol when you know it's within your snow window. Cone. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good idea. So anyway, so you were at this hotel. Let's look specifically this trip. And you know who was, who was the, uh, who were the uh, lineups solo acts? Solo acts uh, were Mike Wiskus, Greg Collier, uh, so Mike Whisk is flying the, uh, the, the super stinker S one eleven B great Collier flying the T 33, um, shooting star. Great, great routine. Uh, nice kind of solo jet, you know, golden jet age routine kind of thing. Um, F 16 demo. Ooh. And then, um, Kirby <laughs> wasn't, well, you can kind of say he was solo, uh, but he was with the Red Bull air force. So like they did, 
they did a jump and he did a circle around the 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 wingsuit guys and then kind of broke off and did a solo act so i yeah. you know i guess you could argue he's solo he was solo and not solo so did you um, run so into, to speak did you i wouldn't say run into him but did you see him after his act or before his act i didn't see him at all i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i didn't see him at all I didn't see him at all. I don't. I have no I idea. Gotta what you're be honest. About. I no. can tell you a story. I'll I'll tell you a story because like I feel like it's the same as what you ran into. Um, I don't want to ruin it though. Here, it's I'll, like, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell my story. It's it's okay. I'm I I am I am comfortable enough with my actions to to, <laughs> to tell the story. Um. So, uh, I'll st- I'll take one step back. This doesn't add any more real context to the the actual story, but so my my wife and two kids go. We've gone several years. This year, my wife had like a a horse show that got planned way out, and they just happened to hit on the same weekend. And so she came out Saturday just for a little bit, um, then went home that night. So I had the kids that night in the hotel room, and then the next morning, um, I had I had the kiddos uh, for the show. So uh, nice. it's just the kiddos and myself. Well, daddy had done a breakfast Sunday. Dude, don't you feel like you're always like, whenever I have the kids alone, I always feel like I'm being looked at like, um, I'm divorced or, you know, the kids, uh, it's time to spend time with daddy and daddy's got to get, you know what I mean? I always get that feeling sometimes. You know, what used to drive me nuts is I'd have my kids and like somebody would see me and they're like, Oh, daddy daycare day. Huh? And I'm like, I'm I'm the dad. I'm a dad. Like I'm I'm their dad. Like why, why can't I? Why is it daddy daycare? Why is yeah. it daycare? I'm the yeah, fucking that, dad. That, that used to my wife that. so much because she's like, whenever we're around people, because I'm I'm a hands-on dad, and when people are like, oh, babysitting, you know, to me, babysitting the kids, I'm like, no, I'm I'm their I'm, parent. I'm being and, a dad to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not babysitting my kids. <laughs> I know that's such a like a stay home, stay at home mom like '60s thing. Like, oh, like yeah. the wife doesn't have the kids, so you must be you're you're babysitting the kids. You're not the father. Like it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I understand that fully. Uh, people that aren't parents will uh, w- once you have kids. If you have kids, you'll you'll understand that uh, the dads out there, future dads out there, it, it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Um, but it was great. And it was so much fun. Like we, we hit the pool there at the hotel and all that, but Sweet. so we go, we, we go in the morning, uh, to get breakfast and, um, I sit down and it's kind of weird. Uh, it, the previous year, so 2019 was the last year, uh, cause we skipped 2020 cause they canceled it. That restaurant is like booming. It's like, oh, and nice. it's actually, I'm a hotel, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hotel snob, but I'm also a food snob. Um, for people that know me, they're like, yep, you're, you're, you're a food snob. Um, so I don't typically eat at hotel restaurants. Um, I try to go find something local or, you know, something, Ooh, you know, usually the hotel restaurants suck. It is pretty snobby. This Love restaurant it. happens to be pretty, pretty decent. It's, it's not bad. Nice. Um, so th- in 2019, like we get there and like, uh, it was like a Friday, I think. And all the performers are just like drinking and, and eating and partying and having fun. And all the families are there. It's a, it was packed. Like almost couldn't get a seat packed. Fast forward to this year, um, you know, you ca- you go up, you have to order and pay ahead of time, and then you can find a seat. But everything's kind of brought out to you and like to go style, kind of. And mm-hmm. you you kind of eat on paper plates, and it's it's a little more secluded. So you're not there's no mingling or like it, the w- walking around. It's just it, you're just everybody's kind of just like in their own little cube, right? So um, I, I buy my my food for you know myself and the kiddos, and sit down. And I'm kind of behind a pillar. The The tables are kind of spread out. 
And um, <laughs> it, out of the corner of my eye, out of my, my left 45, <laughs> um, a gentleman uh, just like moves his chair out and then like, kind of like crosses it, like kind of, you know, finish, you know, the, the, the act of like what you would do when you finish breakfast. And then you're like, you want to like relax. And so you kind of pull your chair out, you know, and you grab your cup of coffee and you're just like, you know, shooting the shit, drinking coffee. And so that's what this person did. It happened to be Kirby Chambliss. Did you scream so, at that point? Like, holy shit. <laughs> my heart stopped. I the saw the hair the and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's the haircut of gold. Does it compete with, I, with, with Don? Here's what I'll say. That's it doesn't question, look like, right? well, here, here's what's crazy. It didn't look like Kirby had gotten ready for the day yet. Cause it was early. Um, he was one of the, the so they do, uh, like whiskus and um, some some jumpers. I don't know if it was from the the Leapfrogs or or the Golden Knights um, did the national anthem. But then um, I think pretty much right after it was the Red Bull Air Force. So that would have been. I mean, we were having breakfast at like eight thirty. Um, they're flying by twelve or twelve thirty. So I mean, there's still a little bit of time there. Like he could have breakfast, have a shower and, and, and hit the road. Um, yeah. and I'll add for logistics, um, people that know the area, um, this is in San Francisco, right in Fisherman's Wharf. So like pure 39 area, Fisherman's Wharf, Chrissy field, that kind of area of San Francisco. It's very West of San Francisco. So it takes, it takes a good amount of time just to get out of the city, probably at least 20 minutes, no traffic to hit the freeway. All the airplanes are staged at Oakland international airport. So you're talking about an hour drive to and from. Ew. So Ugh. that's just kind of give you an idea. Like, um, it's not, it's not easy. Like just eating breakfast and then like, um, you know, hop into the airport, drive to the hangar. Yeah. But I still think that, you know, he probably had enough time to like shower and get ready after it didn't look like he had gotten ready yet. I wasn't sure he was wearing a jacket. So I'm not saying he looked like, looked like crap or anything, but like his hair, hair Kirby, it was like Kirby hair, man. It was like, that's that you could recognize Kirby here a mile away. Yeah. Just, just right out yeah. of the ocean, ready to catch some waves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you go so up funny. I, I did not. I'm not, I, and, and you're you know what, Greg Collier, I, I even said on Facebook, I, oh, no, I, so I'm, I've never been, I don't like bugging people in their, he, he when they're getting in the zone. He should have came up to you. No, nobody's recognizing me. Oh, he definitely, when we get him on the podcast one year, um, <laughs> we're yeah. going to ask him about this and be like, did you see Mark behind that pillar peeking his head out just, looking just at gazing, you? Just gazing. <laughs> licking his gaze. lips. <laughs> oh, man. No, it was, you know, it's I, so I, cool to see I, airship performers in the wild sometimes. Well, here's what I'll say. You know, like I've, I've talked about this on the podcast and I, I think I even told Rob and Mike, but like the the coolest part of the podcast we did with them um aside from the audio issues that was really cool the audio issues were really cool but aside part. from that that was the best part <laughs> the second best part was after we stopped recording and then just hearing their dynamic together Ugh. um it's just so much fun like as an av geek or somebody that that has like you know um looked up to um you know people like rob and mike and i mean so many so many heroes in like the air show and competition world but um Kirby had two, and I don't know who they are, so forgive me, but um, they were both wearing Red Bull um, shirts and hats. So obviously they were part of the Red Bull Air Force. I think they were probably two of the wingsuit guys. But just hearing them talk about, you know, 
doing this at Fleet Week. And and for those um, that have never been to San Francisco or haven't been to the Bay Area, we have a lot of foreign listeners. Um, I would say in terms of beauty for an air show performer, it probably, I, I have to ask, you know, them, but I keep hearing that Fleet Week is, is one of the most beautiful when it's pretty, it's one of the most beautiful places, if not the most beautiful place on the, on the planet that they perform. Um, so it's absolutely stunning. I mean, and you just, they're skydiving out of an airplane and they're landing, um, gosh, where were they there? I guess Fort Mason, um, which is like right is it's basically right on the water it's it's just totally surreal there's there's no airport there so it's just like you're in a city you know like the blue angels are go, are in between buildings and in between the golden gate as they're That's setting cool. up for maneuvers so it's it's super super cool so it was fun to hear kirby talk you know just you know kirby's a fucking legend man like he's he's so cool um and so accomplished and then he's just like yeah you know do this and do that and you know this is cool and Oh yeah, we'll hit the car here in another forty minutes. It's just like it's so weird, you know. It just it totally like normalizes, uh, yeah. You know, somebody like that. And, it, and I just I sat there thinking, I'm like, it, it's so cool how dialed in these guys are, you know. Yeah, they're just they're they're not Profession- talking they're about professionals. It's crazy. they're professionals. That's it. That's exactly it. They're professionals. I could see um, how like it could be frustrating for them too. When you remember we were talking with with Adon and or maybe Bobby Holly about it, but you know, when you get this local airship performer who is like, you know, it's it's Gene Smith, your local podiatrist performing in his pits, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's just like all over the place. And it's got to yeah. be like a little frustrating for somebody like that. You know, that's a career and they're so professional about it. And then see that and it's like you're just putting a stain on the whole industry almost. Well, that's why I kind of um, and it's not for me to decide. And and, and again, it's kind of like uh we're going to, we're going to break here for uh, Emerson's uh, interview, uh, the, our FCS title belt winner uh, here in a bit. But uh, one thing I mentioned on there was like, you know, these contests, if you're going to compete, you can compete however you want to compete. There's people that, that don't practice, don't do anything, show up, get second to last or last every time in sportsmen. And they've been doing that for the last 10 years and they love it. Who cares? Like, I'm not going to fault them on that. It's not how I would want to do it. Um, And I remember I made a comment to Sammy because uh, I actually did want to do this. The, I think this was in 2019. I started thinking like, you know, I really want to up my, for if this is for a personal level, up my aerobatic um, proficiency. You know, um, I teach upset recovery and spin training, but like up that as well and, and really think about the uh, um, kind of the the academics behind it. And I thought one way to do that was, hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start getting coached and, and try to get my SAT card just, just to get it. Not, I don't have any, never say never, but at, at, at current, I have no desire to do air shows and I wouldn't do, I wouldn't get it to do air shows. And I, I could tell Sammy was silent and he probably should have been. Cause he's probably like this motherfucker, you know? Um, yeah, this, this fucking amateur guy, but, it, and it's kind of true. It's like, that is kind of a disservice. Like, why would I take the resources and do that? And, and half that, that'd be half assing it. That's a kind of another, like in my mind, you know, uh, uh, a way to half ass this process or a way to half like, why, why do that? Why get my sat card? You know? Um, yeah. I, so I didn't, and I, well, I haven't pursued it and, and, and probably won't, but I just thought it might be kind of a fun thing to do, but I bet a lot of people do that. They're like, Hey, well, you know, I compete or I do this. I'm just going to get my sat card. And then like, you know, um, the local flying, like I'll just, you know, charge them a couple hundred bucks to do it. And it's, I think that's an easy bridge to, uh, easy gap to, to bridge. 
Uh, and I think that's how you start seeing people do air shows. And I'm not saying that's wrong because, hey, uh, all these air show people, you know, especially like the Matt Chapmans and the Michael Goulians, like they all started s- small and worked their way up to to being, you know, powerhouses. I'm sure everybody has done that. Yeah. Um, but I I, I, I kind of don't like that idea of half-assing it and taking away from, from yeah, the Yeah, you want to do it like full, you know, full force and, and get a sponsor and, and make a business out of it almost, you know, and do it right. Um, well, and that's, but, that's something that's also super inspiring is watching, watching these people and looking at these people and just being, and just thinking like about, about that, about how they're a brand really. Yeah. I mean, Kirby Chambliss is a brand. Michael Goulian's a brand. Rob Holland's a brand. Sean Tucker was a brand, is a brand, not was, is, um, you know, these people, they, how they brand themselves, how they market themselves, how they, how they, how they position themselves in the industry. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. And yeah. I think one thing that Huntington Beach showed, and I'd love to get uh, Goulian or Holland's take on this, is that it was cool to have multiple single ship high energy demos uh, on the roster because they had Kirby, Goulian, Whiskus, and Holland. Powerhouse. Am I lineup. missing anybody on there? No. It's a powerhouse lineup. Yeah. Powerhouse lineup. Um, super, super cool. And I, for me, it was super fun to watch all their performances. Um, I've always enjoyed uh, Mike's uh, performance in the S111B. I may watch it again um, later I'll, now. Dude, I, 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 I I've watched it twice. I'm not kidding. I've watched it twice, and I would I would watch it again. I, a huge yeah. shout out to everybody that that um, put on that production. Uh, Wayne Boggs, the air the air boss, great job. I mean, that's such a super dynamic air show, and it, the production value was phenomenal, and the performers were phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, it was fun to see Kirby. I'm not that kind of person. I can't go up to somebody and be like, Huck, Hey man, uh, big fan or, and it's not because I don't think, uh, I, I, they do deserve that and they, and people should do that. Uh, cause I think that's, that's really what, you know, yeah. sometimes it's shows them that they're, heroes. it's not even that it's just more like, I, I don't, I don't want to bug them. I, I physically do not want to bug them, yeah. even though they might just be having coffee or eating breakfast. And, and that's like, their especially then it's like they're a lull time, you know, and you hear about this with celebrities all the time that like they get bombarded at a restaurant. They're at their, at a, uh, getting dinner with their family and people are like, take my picture, take a picture with me, <laughs> find this, sign that. And it's just like, dude, I'm just trying to eat my steak, man. Like, yeah. Um, so I've always kind of had that. I've always been kind of polarized to not do that That's nice of you, um, and not go up to people. Um, but I would have liked to like just introduce myself and say hi. But I, I again, I just didn't want to bug him. Um, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I get it. I yeah. get it. So, um, yeah, I see the drama continues just when we thought it was over. <laughs> just, just spurs, when we thought it was over, just right back at it. Um, everybody kind of knows. We about know it, that so it's drama no though. Um, is, no, it, we is don't. it drama? We don't know if it's drama. I just thought, I thought that the assistant CD, so IAC is looking for, well, they put a post out and it was saying that they're taking, basically taking, taking applications for, to, or what would you call it? Member request to, if you wanted the CD nationals. Um, yeah, but for 2022. the assistant CD is usually the person who CDs the following year. I thought, cause it's like, you, you're kind of like getting a tutor or you're getting like an internship at CDing it and seeing how the CD does everything. And obviously you're going to put your own twist on it, but um, that's usually what happens. So I saw that post and I was like, wait a second. I thought that Justin Hickson was going to CD the next contest. Cause he was assistant CD and, and yada, yada, yada. So, um, I saw that and then I got a couple of text messages from some people and 
I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know what the heck's going on, but um, I don't know. I just, I thought it was funky. I didn't know if, what your take was on it. I don't know what my take is on it either, to be honest with you. Um, Cause I don't know if it's nefarious. Um, the text message we got made it sound like he hadn't been asked to CD the mm-hmm. contest, but also some conflicting stuff about, um, uh, you know, career career stuff getting potentially uh, creating a schedule conflict which you know if somebody gets one word of that then maybe they just they don't ask because um yeah. well we'll have to ask justin conflict. justin yeah I'd be, and... I'd be curious um now certainly if he wasn't asked and is not is not going to be asked to cd that would that would be the drama um that would that would create some drama um let me ask you this. Let me paint a hypothetical because I we honestly, Jeff and I both honestly don't know. Uh, we have not asked the powers that be. But if if he had not been asked, um, what would your take on that be? Like if they were like, we don't want him to be to to CD uh, Nationals. What would your take on that be? Um, I think that'd be. A, I don't want. So hypothetically, let's say that there are other other things going on. Um, yeah. I just think that would be a poor decision because you have. Justin that was there and he was assisting um, and volunteering and putting the effort in and the dedication to it. So I don't want to say he deserves to be the CD next year, but he kind of does. I mean, he kind of did everything he needed to be and he wants to be the CD from what I remember. Um, And to put something out there that quick, it it seemed like it seemed a little kooky and I'd be curious to find out what's going on. And I'm sure Justin has the answer to it, but but yeah, if he wasn't asked then or really been a part of this this situation, um, that would not be cool, um, in my opinion. Uh, but we don't know all the yeah. facts and we've we've tried to remain fair this whole time. <laughs> and um yeah, so it, I'm curious. I mean, naturally and, he would have to ask or have to be asked. I I'd like to like. see more focus on the jury. I mean, this the contest director is um very important too. Um but this jury, this they they got to get their hands tied around this this jury thing because goddamn man, yeah. they are powerful human beings in the in the uh, at the nationals and can basically, I mean, can I say that they can do whatever they want to a competitor? Well, that's essentially what happened. Yeah. So I um, mean, if anything, my dude, I've said it a couple times. I mean, my eye opening thing to nationals was the jury. That's what I took home. That's yeah. what I took away from it a lot is just how powerful the jury is. So I think they need to, um, you know, get a grip on that. And, um, cause I mean, if you look at the, uh, IAC rule changes or the proposals, there was a, at least four or five of them in there relating to the jury. Um, yeah. I think there was 22 submitted, and yeah. the the majority of top the the majority of questions from a single topic were regarding nationals. Yeah. So, um, if any, if in my you know from my standpoint, uh, I think you'd agree with me is if I can change, not change, but if I can hopefully encourage them to to um, I guess change the jury as far as the regions that all the jury members are from. You know, making trying to make a conscious effort to have a jury member from the, the West coast, East coast, North, Northeast, whatever, just try to separate it out a little bit just to, to, um, you know, get, get away from any bias, biasness or the, uh, the, uh, 
the vision of people seeing that there's bias in that in that matter. But um, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. I hope the CD, whoever, if Justin doesn't do it, um, I'd be you know the CDs. It's it, you're basically MC in a contest, right? I think so. I mean, there's a lot of work to it. I know that. Yeah. Um, and but I you think, know what I mean. Like you're kind of set. You're setting the tone to it. You're definitely setting the tone. You're, you're, you are the culture of the contest essentially. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, you know, it's, it's the shit you're the captain of the ship. What, what kind of ship are you running? You know? Um, totally. and I think, you know, if I can be fair, I, I, and I still, I don't blame Justin for the, the drama. I blame him from, for starting the drama. Cause he, it just happened to be, he, he did the first protest. Right. And it happened to be, Happened to get a lot of attention. We gave it a lot of attention, but I don't blame him for, um, you know, he didn't zero scores. He didn't, he didn't, you know, took a lot I don't of think people, anybody, um, anybody blames. And I don't think anybody blames anything on anybody. I think it just, you know, there were certain things that just were is done. What it is. Yeah. Things were done and, and, you know, some people were happy about it. Some people were unhappy and, and they're all opinions. So, I mean, to, to be afraid to share your opinion on something, um, just because like, we should all be able to share an opinion on, on not everything somebody does is always going to be right. Um, so we're, everybody's allowed to, this is to how we learn. Like, yeah. And everybody's allowed to not like certain decisions, but you know, if you make a decision, whether whatever the case may be, you know, you stand by it and it is what it is. I mean, whatever yep. at this point, but um, yeah. And I wonder if, if that has something to do with him not being asked, I mean, that would be the obvious correlation, right? Is he, they, you know, IAC doesn't want him CD in the contest because of what happened this nationals. Um, that, that could be, um, it's definitely I, it's I don't, quite the conundrum. Well, it's a coincidence. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't, I don't think he would be a bad CD. No, you know, Justin. I, I, again, no, he's, he's, not. he's one person. He's, I, I think it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I, I'd be curious to see, you know, this, as this, as this kind of develops, um, I wish find that out. people, you know, what would be interesting is, um, you know, you can't ask for people that are, you know, it's, it, it wouldn't be enough time to elect a contest director from people that are registered to go to that nationals. But what if the prior people that went to nationals got to elect the, the next contest director? Cause they went, they paid the registration, they competed, they knew what was going on throughout the contest. Why can't they vote for the next contest director? I wonder. Yeah, who if, appoints the con? Who who appoints national CD? I guess it would be. I think it's the, the, the board. board, huh? Yeah, I think it's yeah. the board. Um. So yeah. So um, it's interesting. I hope you know, Justin does it. I hope he doesn't be, walk away from it. It's going to be a hard position to fill. That's already a hard position to fill. You know, um, that's a hard job. Not everybody wants to do that job. Again, it's another volunteer role that is arduous. You know, and I. You know, I think we've both heard rumors of, you know, volunteer participation being a potential problem for next year nationals. Um, it's always and it's a, always been a problem. Yeah, it's, it's always yeah. been a problem. That's why I'm so, saying like that kid Emerson, um, that one that we're going to get on the on the show soon. I bet you that there's plenty of friends of his that like don't even know that you can go to an ISC contest and not have to fly and just get those kids yeah. to come enjoy it. And they'll have fun, too, and they'll be able to volunteer. I think, you know, one thing I, I was actually thinking of is, you know, for high school and, and probably college, a lot of college credits, you have to do volunteer hours. Um, the IC should reach out to some of these schools and be like, Hey, uh, for volunteer hours, do this. And you know, you'll get your credits and 
You'd be good what to about, go. Like, um, talking to Embry Riddle and getting like seeing if we can create like an internship program for the IC. It's free labor done, right? I think that'd be smart. I think it'd be smart. You know, yeah. Because you can, you know, if, if it's something that you got to make it, you got to make the juice worth the squeeze, right? Because if, if they're not, if, it, if nobody cares about competing, then, um, you know, you'd have to have it to where like it counts for something. Like you get a certificate and or you could put, you know, you put this on your resume. Hey, I'm, I, I'm a volunteer, you know, for the IAC. Um, it looks good on a job resume or gets you college credits or high school credits or totally. something. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, that's what we do. We have, that's what we have. We just have good ideas upon good ideas on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I oh agree. man. Um, so what else is new? Well, man? Are you, you flying? Should... Are you flying a lot? I... <laughs> Every no, time you try dude. to wrap up, I'm like, let me talk about something else. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even going to wrap up. I was going to see if we wanted to punch in uh, uh, Emerson um, for our uh, our FCS title belt. Um, yeah. Is he waiting? He's in the green room. He's been waiting this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We can bring him in whenever we want. We'll just put him in, keep him on ice. I don't care. Yeah. No, it's cool. We can bring him on, do the interview. And then, uh, you know, we'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll talk about some flying. We'll talk about me flying or lack thereof. Cause I haven't really been flying much. Yeah. I've actually been doing the opposite. I've been flying. So I want to talk about my journey through basically sucking at unlimited. No, it's, it's actually going pretty well. Um, but yeah, we can definitely talk about that. I want to hear about that. So let's, let's, since we're, we're, we, we just talked about nationals, let's get Emerson in. And then, uh, uh, when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll uh, talk about some flying. Sweet. All right, guys, we have the winner of the first, the, the inaugural fly cool shit title belt. Emerson Beinhauer. Hey guys. Thanks for having me. What's up? What's up, dude? Not much, man. Not much. Just doing schoolwork and doing some flying. Are you really doing schoolwork, though? Well, that's Are why. You? That's honestly why I was a little late. I'm not going to lie. I was trying to get some stuff done. So I apologize. Wait, about hold that. on. You you still have to do school after winning the belt. Your life hasn't changed immensely. Like you didn't just get uh, you know a free ride to school and showered with gifts at you know when you showed up on Monday you wearing know, the belt. As much as I thought I would have, you know, an endless supply of snow cones and just, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's back to reality, unfortunately, my friend. What school do you go to? Uh, CU Boulder. Cool. Yeah. How's the Let's weather out there right now? It's actually not too bad. It's, it's turning into fall. So we've got the nice little leaves on the trees getting a little bit cooler, which is nice. Um, yeah, not, not too bad. Density altitude's getting a little bit lower, which is always a plus. Pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. What, what are you going to school for? Uh, aerospace engineering. Ooh. Yeah, oh, very cool. A nerd. So you know what that I'm doing. That must be pretty. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I was going to say that's pretty interesting. Uh, what should we call it? Um, you're probably the only guy in your class that's flying uh, aerobatics and everything. So it's unique. It comes I'm up a lot. To, you know, relate some of the concepts learned in class to some of the flying stuff. But then again, you're also you know, studying till two thirty on a Friday, which which isn't is is fun. It's not going to seem like it now, but I promise you, it'll be worth it. You'll look back on this a decade from now and be like, "All right, I'm glad I I'm glad I hit it hard." <laughs> that's that's what I keep telling myself, man. <laughs> it, it will. Yeah. Um. So tell us a little bit about. So tell us about what you what you flew at nationals, um, and how you scored 
or how you finished at nationals and then your kind of your experience at nationals, you know, just an overall, cause we covered obviously a lot of the drama and I'll say, I'll say this before you answer. I know a lot of people had a great time at nationals. <laughs> we, we really painted a picture like it was just all drama and all crap and, and, and nothing fun. And we, I, both Jeff and I probably both, heard, you know, we, we both heard earfuls from people that were like, Hey, people actually did have a good time, you know, Take um, it so easy. I do want to mention that, but yeah. <laughs> so what, you know, give us your overall experience. Was it, you know, good, bad, fun, not fun and uh, kind of run us through it. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely an interesting question, especially with all the attention it's gotten, but, uh, you know, I mean, this is my first season, uh, doing the aerobatic stuff. So I kind of had, I tried to have the mindset going into every contest, you know, have fun, meet people, be safe, learn a few things and try not to hard zero the whole flight. Um, so I'm on the drinking team regardless of, of how well I do with my scores, but you know, overall, <laughs> in, in, in my opinion, I thought it was, you know, just for it being my first time and for me having the, the mindset, I guess that I did. And I guess the people that I was able to hang around with, I didn't really think it was, it was too negative. Um, I, I honestly had a blast just getting to, to see a lot of the people that, you know, I initially met when I first started to the people I met over the season. And it was kind of, everyone kind of came back together, you know, some of the West Coast cool. guys, some of the, the Midwest guys, it was, it was a lot of fun to see everybody. So who I, are you, uh, yeah. Who are you hanging out with at nationals a lot? Uh, the MSU gang, UND pit Viper gang. Um, you know, some of the, I mean, pr- pretty much every, like, uh, I, I just try to say hi to as many people as I can, you know, That's Justin awesome. Dixon and all the guys who started initially when I showed up in Ottawa and, you know, Johnny O and all those guys, and then even the West coast guys and gals like Dagmar and, Duncan and Nick and DJ, all those guys. That's cool, man. Nice. And who, who was it that got your start in aerobatics? I mean, you said you're training for the past year. Um, so you're pretty new to it and everything. Is there, you have a mentor or anybody who you can mention? Yeah. I mean, I, I take what I can from everyone and I was, you know, another good positive thing about the IAC and, and the negative stuff that's been going on recently is, I mean, everyone's just been super helpful. So, you know, I guess my initial mentor would, would be my dad. He's his daddy's pits is the, the pits I get to fly. So, you know, he's sweet. Really kind of got me into it and has taught me some things. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He owns, he owns the SDB you fly. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Mark loves pits. He loves yeah, whatever. Do. Mark loves whatever guests we have on, whatever they're flying. He loves. <laughs> I'm a fair weather fan. <laughs> I'm just a geek when it comes to airplanes. I mean, I, the pits is my first love. That was my, the first kind of, um, you know, I say unlimited aerobatic airplane. We all, you know, we all know it's not really an unlimited aerobatic, the, the, the two seat models anyway, you know, not real unlimited capable, but, um, the first high performance aerobatic airplane I, I flew was an S2C. So special place, special place. Those are, they're good. They're good. True airplanes. Very true airplanes. Great. Uh, great to get your start. Yeah, man. And Emerson, so were you following IAC? You know, you've been flying for about a year. Um, but prior to that, were you looking at the magazine or, you know, like Mark and I are pretty much obsessed with with uh, IAC and, you know, 90s and 2000s and, you know, uh, Goody and Donji and Bobby Holly. Is there anybody who you saw at Nationals that you were like, holy shit, it's somebody in the wild. There's a, there <laughs> he is <laughs> or anybody like that. Uh, that's a good question. Like I haven't, I wouldn't say I've been following the IAC for a while. Like I've, I knew, I knew it always existed. My dad always got the magazines and whatnot. So I'd look at that stuff. But I think that the two people that really stood out to me probably were obviously you got to go with the, the classic Rob Holland. I would watch his, uh, 
he's got some video up there where he goes through his, it's like a first person view of him flying in Florida. It's like a 12 minute video or something like that. And I would work out to that video. I would study that video. I would show my friends all that videos and I would pretend that I was doing the aerobatics like through the video. So that was always cool. Um, <laughs> getting to meet him there. And then Luke Penner, it was fun to kind of see him in person because he had a couple of uh, Pitts videos out there that I would watch at lunchtime in high school. Yeah. Going international. I know. Luke's the man. Canada. He is. He really is the man. <laughs> but no, I mean, all those guys, it was really cool to see all of them. I mean, it was just immense, immense talent out there in, in Salina. Yeah. How'd you feel about what the judging? The... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Me, you, me, you. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Emerson, so what do you think about the judging and your scores and everything like that? scores who who looks at score no i'm just kidding um i thought it, i mean i thought it was really cool you know it was they all say it's like the, the level playing ground right you get people yeah scores can kind of vary and you get the the west coast scores the east coast scores you know what's what's the true score so i thought it was really really cool for for me to get a good uh i, mean, I, I took it as a free camp if you will you know what i mean just show up there and yeah. kind of see how you compare to everybody else and how you compare to how you score in different regions you know, so I just, I honestly loved it. Just getting some, I didn't normally get a lot of the feedback. You didn't get too much of it at nationals. There wasn't a lot of writing on, on the score sheets, but I mean, I, I thought it was fun to kind of see, you know, how you cool. place against everybody else with judges who, who know what they're doing. Nice. I can't imagine there being a lot of feedback. I mean, your scores are, your lowest score is an 81%. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. You know, and that's what's crazy. You know, you have a seventh overall finish. And you didn't score below an 81. That's really good, man. It's all relative. Man. And all these pilots are really, really good. It's it's cool. And it's it's fun to see. Sportsman, some, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's competitive. Holy smokes. Yeah. So yeah. when did you we gotta talk about this whole belt thing? Because I we weren't there. Um <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> we should have went. But um Yeah. Yeah, we should have went. <laughs> maybe maybe did, we'll uh, go next year. When did you find out that you that you were the winner? Because there was a little bit of confusion, even at the awards that we found out um, that somebody else was they like crowned like somebody from UND, but they weren't really the winner, right? They crowned Mister Dylan Beal, Dill Pickle from MSU, I think. <laughs> um, uh, they uh, no, I think initially, like I was just walking around in the like in the whatever in the, the volunteering booth area at nationals. And I saw the belt and I was like, Oh, that's a really cool belt. And I looked at it and I was like, Oh, highest scoring collegiate sportsman. I'm like, that's me or it could be me. That's me. <laughs> so uh, that's when I first, maybe three, three or four, maybe like Wednesday. I was like, Oh, that it could be a possibility. I should actually try to, to fly good here. And then, uh, I think the night before is when they were talking about it for real. Like, Oh, you probably, you might get this, you know, try not to dress like an idiot. Oh, so it was like, <laughs> try not to dress like an idiot. So the like, word was like out it has on any the class. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, no, it was. And yeah. thank you guys so much for for putting it on. I think it gives uh gives the right mindset and gives a little humor and comedy and you know gives, gives the fun side of uh, some of the competing stuff between the college guys guys and gals. So, so it was awesome. Where is it now? Uh, Are you wearing a, it? I'm. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I wear it to class every day. No, it's, it's, yeah. just, sitting, it's just sitting in the hangar with, with the plane. Oh, man. I would bring that to class every day, in, especially in aerospace engineering. <laughs> I should. I should send you guys a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to spread the, the good word of the IAC, like a Mormon. 
There you go. Do you, do you have five seconds to talk about the IAC? <laughs> Just go door to door. <laughs> Change some oh, beliefs. Man. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your next steps with uh you did so well in sportsman. Um are you starting to work on some intermediate figures, maybe some snap rolls and uh vertical ups with rotations and stuff? Anything like that? Are you looking to jump up? So I started just for fun, started, you know, someone actually mentioned doing that. They're like, yo, you know, just start looking at some of the new figures, start trying to fly the primary sequence. So I went up and, you know, did that very poorly. I fell out a couple fell out of a couple uh, snap rolls. But yeah, slowly looking at what's out there, building some negative D tolerance just for fun and whatever. So yeah, just exploring. Yeah. So what do you think we, we spoke about the belt a little bit and what we we thought because we didn't really think it we thought it through, but we didn't think about what to do with it kind of next year. And we had some ideas of, of that. Like if you went to a contest, um, didn't you go, did you go to the contest this weekend? Yes. sir. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that if you flew, you'd have to like WWF style, you have to defend the belt. Um, oh, I got so my what ass your, handed to me this weekend by <laughs> Mr. Ryan Tierney. Yeah, sure. So what are your thoughts on it? You want to, would you uh, bring it back next year to nationals to defend it? Sure. Absolutely. So you're gonna, so you're saying publicly then that you're gonna make your best effort to go to nationals because that'd be you can hype that up, right, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you guys think it's a it's a good plan to do it, I mean, I think it would be fun to you know kind of keep it in the IAC, keep it, you know, something that could you know keep going around, inspiring people to to do new things. You know, I I yeah. totally. I mean, whatever you guys want to do with it, whatever you think the best meaning is, whatever you think the best you know, mission is for it and whatever rules you guys want to put with it. I'm totally down to do whatever. Yeah. I think you should go total Bobby Holly style and start putting vinyl on your tail. Like 2021. There you go. <laughs> there you go. FCS title belt. There FCS title belt winner. I mean, yeah. Every time I walk out to the plane to do my walk, my sequence, I have like that walk in music. I'd walk with Hell the yeah. belt. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Let the sunlight glisten off of it. Everything. <laughs> you can you can walk with the belt a sequence card in one hand and a snow cone in the other and pit vipers on there you go there you go <laughs> oh my god um yeah we have some plans to to make some other belts for other things um that we haven't hashed out yet but you know hopefully we're there next year to hand them out yeah no that would be awesome that'd yeah be great I think it's a cool thing. I think it's a cool thing. You know, it's like it's it's, it's nice to be able to add this thing on top of what the ISC is already doing. And, you know, uh, although there was some drama at nationals, you know, it was still an incredible event to put on. It had tons of high, highly talented people uh, competing. And the show went, you know, for those minor hiccups that, uh, you know, barring those, the show went went on, uh, you know, sounded like relatively safely and professionally. So. You know, it's kind of nice to like have this like little side thing where we can, you know, honestly, we get to just pick and choose. Like if we wanted to make something, you know, a belt for the stupidest haircut, we could just do it, you know, so we can we can be creative in in (laughs) our our uh, criteria for the next belt. Obviously, we want to have it being flying, flying related. But yeah, um, I was going to say, because yeah, it's kind of fun. I don't have hair, so it's not fair. (laughs) Well, then you might have the stupidest haircut. You never know. (laughs) Well, can you oh, have man. a stupidest haircut with no hair? Or do you just hard zero? I don't that? know. Hold my beer. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> shit, man. Um, and what's the uh, what's the gauge with like uh, all the other college kids? Are they did they listen to the show? Did FCS come up at all? Like, what's this? What do you guys want in the IAC? I'm so curious to because there's about I don't know, Mark. What do you think? Fifteen or twenty college kids that go to nationals. Um, yeah, is there, yeah, probably some between MSU and uh, UND. Yeah, yeah. So. What do you think and that they a, love a most outliers? about the contest? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. You know, I can't, I can't speak for for everybody, but you know, I think just, I think it's good exposure just to get to meet people and see people. So you know, I, I was told to do my best to be very outgoing at a lot of the local contests, but you know, just having people being open, just getting people to to talk to people, to learn new things. You know, just. Uh, you know, not sitting off in the corner doing your own thing, but getting to to see people and just getting exposure to everything, I think is nice. great. Um, and, and that's a lot of fun. And then you guys, I mean, the award ceremonies are awesome. You know, just make everything a, a drinking event, right? Like anything else college kids yep. want to do. So okay. no, I, mean, I think it's Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. No, noted. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how you change that or anything like that, but uh, you know, I think they think they do a pretty good job of, of including everybody and, and making everyone feel, you know, at home. So. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's good. No, we're, we're really pumped that we're, we're happy when I, uh, we're happy it went a long way with you guys. And I hope next year, uh, whatever happens with it, you know, and it's going to be all great things with it, but I hope we can create a little bit more. Um, I don't know. What's the right word, Mark? Not drama. drama. Yeah. Like, oh, stirred bit, up. you know, yeah. Like who, little, little ish like, talk. Em- yeah. Like Emerson, who's, who's, Obviously, you're you're the champ. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But who's who's kind of your? I don't know. Um, somebody who's gone in for you. I can't think of the right word here tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I mean, make my head bigger. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, I, I, all these guys are, are really good. I, like I said, Ryan just kicked my butt in uh, in Lamar. He's he's great. Um, what does he fly? The the blue and white decathlon um msc nice. kind of uses yeah and then the und guys andrew um the guys flying sportsmen are all i mean and the big thing i tell these guys is i mean they're they're so i think a lot of those guys are s- such better pilots than i am in the sense that they they have to fly the decathlon i get the pits like if i, if I had to ever go into the decathlon <laughs> and fly against those guys i would be screwed I mean, if I screw yeah. up the loop or dive in at the loop at the wrong speed, oh, no worries, got the power to pull you through, or oh, you botched the hammer, whatever, we'll, we got the power to pull you around, right? No, if I had to yeah. go into decathlon, I I would definitely not be a not be FSC or FCS champ. <laughs> uh, so no, I mean, I, I give I have a lot of respect for, for guys on both the MSU team and the UND, the UND team. They're they're great pilots. Everybody is. So yeah, who's better, UND or yeah. uh, MSU? Oh jeez! Oh, <laughs> can't have me answer that. On that can't go on record. Who, who's better, Dagmar Kress or Mike Lentz? Oh jeez! That's, that's even worse. I'm just kidding. Even worse. Answer who's that. a better human being? <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! So are you are you at campus or is COVID kind of screwing everything up? where you can't be at campus too much is everything um zoom type thing or digital learning whatever they call it no uh, not really they tried their best to make it all uh in person or at least give you the option to be in person for this <laughs> year so we're we're doing that 
Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And you get college break soon, right? You come home uh, probably like a month. Uh, yeah, I think we have Thanksgiving off, and then I think we get a month off or so for winter break. So nice. You're gonna yeah. do a lot of training, lots of training. You got to post some videos, man. Um, I know all you millennials out there have GoPros, and there's no footage of you flying, and that's we need. Uh, we need you. I think that you have a yellow pits, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And the belt is yellow. I mean, and there's yeah. not one picture of you with the belt and the pits. Mm. <laughs> I think Hicks is Travis. Yeah, I know. You have to do some. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get one for you then. Like I said, make my head even bigger. Boast. Yeah. So, where do you yeah. keep the plane? Uh, where do you guys keep the uh, the pits at? So it's it's my dad's, and it's originally from Chicago. But uh, you know, he, he's like, whatever, take it. Like, I would never tell my kid to take a pits, but. You know, he let me take it out here to Colorado for the for the summer, and I just literally met a couple guys, made a couple friends, and one dude literally just lets me keep it in his hangar for free in Longmont. So, you know, shout oh, out. Oh, that's rad. Steve. That's yeah, awesome. awesome. That's freaking cool, man. What's his name? Give him a shout out. Yeah, Tom McSteve. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a made-up name. Dude, and, it's amazing. Well, he's, he's a he's a atomic clock scientist for, uh, uh, for some company for – I think SNC or for Northrop Grumman, I think um, in oh, California wow. and then does some work out for Noah here. So Jeez. he's kind of in between California and Noah. He's, he's super smart. Steve Jeffords. Great guy. He definitely doesn't listen to this show. Oh, not at all. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. It's amazing the, the people you meet in aerobatics and just aviation. I mean, the network of people you get to meet, it's, just, it's so helpful in business and life. And it's just, well, that, I mean, no. And I think that is the best part about the, I mean, I, so I don't know, I can kind of dive into this a little bit more, maybe answer this question in a, in a long way, but it was really interesting kind of getting into aerobatic, getting into the IAC stuff. Cause you know, we've always had that pits laying around in the hangar and I always wanted to fly it. I always wanted to, you know, take people for rides and just do aerobatics. And, you know, my dad would let me do aerobatics for a little bit here and there. And, you know, eventually when I got my pilot's license and really wanted to start pursuing it, you know, he's like, well, go get your tailwheel. So I had to go get my tailwheel. And then I was like, come on, just teach me how to do a loop, teach me how to do a roll. And he's like, well, we'll teach you how to do all that stuff when you land. I'm like, crap. So I had to learn how to land. Like That's a real pits pilot right there. Yeah. But so I was able to, to do all that stuff and whatever, finally got signed off to do some of the aerobatics and, you know, give you some basic training and you just read some of the books and do the rest. But, you know, he always was saying, uh, not that he gave me the wrong mindset, but I always had the the mindset or I don't, I don't know if it was a bad first impression or something, but I had some aerobatic guys or the knowledge of the aerobatic guys saying you know like they would give rides and be like oh i made this person puke like six or seven times or they just wouldn't talk to you at contests or they would you know my dad is like, it's just a bunch of old pasty white dudes sitting around like wouldn't talk to you wouldn't do and i i had a really it was like ah like i don't really know what to do and i'm not talking bad about my my dad or anything else i couldn't have had a better experience at my first contest the amount of just Johnny, I think I called Johnny O like six times before my first contest, like blew up his phone. It was always super helpful, you know, got to meet yeah. Justin Hickson, Aaron McCart, like the unlimited guy talking to me, you know, Doug Jenkins giving me a tech inspection and just pointing out all the little things. Craig Fitzgerald, you know, telling me my loop is God awful and here's how to fix it. And, you know, Dave Luke, <laughs> after I hard zeroed, you know, my goldfish or whatever, he's like, yeah, the goldfish and then the shark tooth, right? Just even Philip Gregg. I mean, just everybody, you know, they're just, it's just, that's cool. You cannot man. meet a better community of people. And I could have not had a better experience with, with doing the contest. Just the people you meet, the stuff that's you great. learn, and the connections you make. It's, it's great. That's really nice. That's to awesome hear, to hear. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You should write an article. 
It seems like you got a lot to talk about. You should honestly write an article for the IAC. Yeah. On their on their yeah. magazine, man. I, I think people would really be, be great for that. sport aerobatics. Yeah. Obviously, mention FCS as much as you can. Just to oh, absolutely. As much yeah, as you pump can. Our num- yeah. pump our numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you fly to snow cone yet? You know, I have not. I have not. Okay. Maybe we'll do that's, yeah, that's that is your homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that's your homework. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, you, you were talking about some videos. I do have a, a – geez, I probably shouldn't say this, but I did start a YouTube channel doing some of the stuff. It's called EB Arrow, and I'll start throwing some stuff up on there uh, if you all want. Um, yeah, do that. Some videos yeah. of the pits up now, but uh, I'll try to make a snow cone video and throw that up there for you all. I don't know if you can outdo nice. Mark. Mark. Mark laid down a really aggressive one. We're still talking oh, about it. Oh, settle down. Saddle down. Simmer, simmer, simmer. <laughs> simmer down now. Just... I definitely won't be able did... to do it, but I'll, I'll give it a try. So did you listen to FCS before the belt, or did you just hear about FCS um, at Nationals? I uh, I think I was looking up just out of, like, randomly. I think I was just looking up, like, flying podcasts, and you guys came up, like, when you had four <laughs> episodes out. And I think I listened to, like, Ooh. one, and then, like, I stopped. Wow. um but then i started to listen to it when i got into aerobatics a little bit so i said i'd watch like three or four or listen to three or four before nationals and then after that i started to listen to a few more nice 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 is there anybody who you'd like to have on us to have on that you'd like to hear more from Ooh, that is a really good question Um, could be somebody on the ic board could be somebody from reno our, no, net- <laughs> our network have- is boundless, <laughs> right, Mark? Salina, through- air yeah. traffic controller. <laughs> there you go. Jeez. Dead prop zones. Any boundary yeah. judge you can name, we can have yeah. a look. No, I'd have to. I mean, I'd, I'd honestly have to go through and look at who you guys have had on before and, and, and who, uh, who, I, who I know who hasn't been on. But uh, no, I love what you guys are doing. I think, it's, I think it's great. Brings everyone together. And there's a lot of people that listen to this who don't read the magazine or don't you know, aren't as involved. It's a good way to keep everyone connected. I wish that Emerson named like a glider pilot to have on. I was, I was honestly thinking about it. I was, oh, have. here. I got you. I got you. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, what's the guy's name? Hold on. Eric Gartier. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. This guy he flew a wonderful sequence in a glider. Oh, you're really looking at. Oh, oh wow. No. <laughs> Yeah, we don't allow gliders on this podcast. I'm sorry. I, I had a joke earlier today that came across my brain, and I was like, man, it was a glider joke, and I forgot it. Um, I was like, man, that would have been funny to bring up, or I can't think of it right now, but I was like, oh, that would be good. Yeah, it's probably something about their wings bending like idiots. I don't know. I just stupid, stupid whistling. So if God, someone posted him. a video of whistling them doing fairies. a snow cone in a glider, how would you guys feel? I would uh, jump off a DQ. building. <laughs> I would take an elevator to the yeah. 100th floor and jump off. That's, yeah, that's unfortunate. It, it, it's an auto for DQ. The glider. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for the glider. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't think I. I don't even think a glider could fly a snow cone. I don't. Think I'll bet you. Either. I'll tell you what. If a that's glider, what saying, fly that's what I'm saying. If they can get the respect, if they can, if someone, yeah. someone in a glider can fly a snow cone. Well, do they have the respect enough for you guys to uh, to change your opinion slightly of the glider community? And I don't know why 100%. I'm hundred percent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna right, say Mark? no. You're gonna say no. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say no. 
it's a, it's a hard no. Hard zero. Yeah. They have to climb anything? up to like like forty six thousand feet just to try it. Well, obviously they're not going to be able to do it. That's why I said yes. You're telling me yeah. that if a glider did a snow cone, you wouldn't you wouldn't like it a little bit? Not even a little bit. I'd watch it. I I tell you what, I would like the post, but I wouldn't like it. I would get like I'll, a little I'll click like on Facebook. No, no. Wow. No, because well, they're, like the they're in there with their people... stupid little handheld radio, you know, like doing a snow cone. It's so dumb. And they got that like Bob Barker microphone in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe if you put this out there and make it public, a few glider wings will snap and then there'll be less gliders in the world. That's true. Ooh, I like That's that true. idea. I like that idea. Emerson. I got you, Mark. Now you're thinking. Yeah, Aerospace I mean, does anybody engineer? really even like gliders? Do they really like? Does anybody like them? <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody really likes a glider. Everybody was everybody was making fun of the award too. That they gave him a prop award. Oh, that was hysterical. <laughs> that was the best funny. Part. That just goes to show you how people do not like gliders. That they don't even think about it. You guys gotta. You guys gotta make an award for them. Do something. <laughs> do something just. I was thinking fun. about just like giving them a piece of the tow rope to hang themselves at the, uh, oh the awards banquet. Jesus. <laughs> I was going to say a, a PE whistle because that's, you know, because they just love whistling around and they're stupid gliders. But uh, yours is way more dark. Maybe like a pitch pipe. There we go. Was it really dark? You guys were just <laughs> talking about wings breaking off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know, they wear like parachutes that could just like bail out. You're talking about like hanging them with a tow rope. It's hardcore. I guess so. I don't take it back. I I'll, mean, I'll allow it. No, yeah, don't take it back. Yeah, obviously. Um, so what are your what's your Emerson? What's your plans now with with the pits or with your uh, aerobatic? You know, I'm, I'm using air quotes, and I don't mean this in a in a uh, demeaning way, but like your uh, aerobatic career, because we know it's not a career; it's 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 a hobby. It's it's, it's a, a passion, but it's a money pit. Um, so like, what are your what are your aspirations w- within aerobatics? Are you just kind of along for the ride, or do you have an end goal or an ultimate goal? That's wow. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So initially, like, I got into it, and this may sound a little, I guess, a little selfish, but you know, I was looking for things to do. I didn't know if I want to do flying or engineering, and then I kind of found. Had an epiphany of trying to become a production test pilot or an experimental test pilot, and that's obviously hard mm-hmm. to get into, you know, in the civilian world. So I was like, man, like, yeah, I was looking for ways to try to put something on my resume, and I was like, well, I could do this IAC thing, and you know, I could win collegiate, I could be a collegiate national champion, and then someone will hire me, you know. So I, I kind of win got, the FCS title belt, and then I know, and then just, just have, magically happen. Yeah, thank you, you Mark. Gosh, <laughs> I I need to work on my plugs. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, I mean, that's, so I got into it for that reason, but, you know, like, as I've been saying, just the community and all the things I've learned and the fun experiences I've had, you know, I'd love to continue to stay in it and, you know, maybe become a judge or, you know, do some aerobatic instruction and, you know, continue to compete throughout the, the, the coming seasons. You know, I know, I know it's going to get hard with work and school or with, with work and life and whatnot, but, uh, you know, it's definitely a passion of mine. I hope to keep growing. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. What, what, um, how about, um, outside of the, or, uh, at least outside of the aerobatic world cockpit, um, your career aspirations, once you get your engineering degree and, and finish up, um, are you, do you want to become a professional pilot or are you still kind of weighing that 
do I want to go get rich and uh, become poor flying or do I want to become mediocrely wealthy while flying? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to end up uh, poor regardless. I am looking at all my hobbies and looking at my current salaries and there's a big math deficit, but no, that's, that is the age old question. You know, I I really don't know what I want to do. I know I want to do something in aviation, build them, design them, fly them, work on them, control them whatever. Um, but I, like I said, I, I really don't know. I think the happy medium would try to try to get in and do production test pilot stuff and work my way up to experimental test pilot stuff. But you know, I'm, I'll, I'll see wherever the world takes me. That's cool. That's awesome. That's it's really not, cool, it's not man. impossible. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's definitely not anything you can put your mind to. You can, you can do is my inspirational quote for the, for the day, I suppose. You but dream uh, it, but, you yeah. can do it. Snow cone. Yay. FCA. So you must say, if you were an aerospace engineer, you must have got a kick out of that laser that was there. Um, that Michael Hoy's laser. Oh my God. My, that thing is beautiful. My, my, right? It's, it's, it's on, it's unreal. I, I talked with him a decent amount. Um, and, I, and his actual name is Mike needs to move up Hoy. So get it, get it right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, I, I it. it was, I picked his brain a little bit. I, I want to say, uh, Spencer, um, I, I saw him at the first contest, didn't talk to him too much, but picked his brain a little bit at Spencer and then really picked his brain at nationals. And that guy is wicked smart. You know, he does, it makes me kind of look bad in the sense that, you know, I go to engineering school and he knows way more practically than I do about a lot of the stuff and just listening to him talk. It's great. I know he works with Tony Wood and Julia. Um, they're super knowledgeable too. Just, I mean, it, that's a, it's a work of art and it's really cool to see what he did. Very inspirational. He does nice. need to move up. I hope he learned how to snap. He does need to move up. <laughs> I, well, he went. He did some training, I think, with, yeah, with the Wood family. So, love Tony. I, I, I foresee him moving up to intermediate and and not staying there very long. He's a great pilot and a, a great, uh, yeah, great pilot, great aerodynamicist, great engineer, great person overall. Cool. Did you watch? Nice. Did you watch a lot of the flying at nationals? Or just a little bit, because I was going to ask you what your um, if there was anybody who anybody's flight that kind of stood out that you kind of took home with you that you remembered any kind of lights out type flying besides uh, yeah. Bobby Holly and and Goody Good and all those. People. You know that's and it's a shame. I really wish I did get to spend more time doing it, but you know just to once again, like I don't mean to once again boast or do anything like that, but I was literally <laughs> I was up at like four before every morning trying to get schoolwork done, and then during the flights I would you know, do the flight and then run off and and try to get some work, work done. Um, so I really didn't get to see a lot of the, a lot of the flying and I I felt bad about doing that, but, uh, you know, initially I wasn't even planning on coming to nationals. I have Dagmar to thank for that. She's like, just go, like, you're not going to have time to do it later in life. So it was, it was awesome that I, I went. Um, I really wish I got to see more of the flying. I watched the four minute freeze, some of the unlimited stuff. Um, but I, I really didn't get the chance to to watch the other flights, which, like I said, I, I feel a little bit bad about. But uh, I heard there was some really great flying, and what I did get to see was very impressive. Wow. Very good answers. I'm very impressed. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Awesome, man. Well, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else for us? Uh, we don't need to take any more of your time, um, but you know, we wanted to have you on to kind of give your experience of nationals and getting the belt and – um, you know, any, anybody you want to call out for next year, just like, I'm coming for you. 
Oh, that's Besides crush Dylan? your face. What's what's the kid's name? Dylan? Dill Pickle? Yeah, Dylan. Dill Pickle. Dill Pickle. <laughs> no, Dylan Beal. Yeah, no, he's got to move up. Um, I think he's he's in sport or he's in primary right now. But no, I mean all all the I, I got to figure out what I'm going to do first. But uh, you know, stay. I'm probably going to stay in sportsman just because yeah, there's a lot of people out there who really know what they're doing in intermediate, and I don't feel like I feel like I would be like I could probably move up to intermediate but just to, i don't have any of the knowledge i'd be out there looking like a looking like a pretty big idiot um if i did actually move up so <laughs> i'll probably that. well no i'll, I'll no, probably stay in, I'll, <laughs> geez man my head is gonna explode now uh but you, uh, learn, yeah. you learn an avalanche and like all, all the rest is basically there oh no it's yeah no but i mean that, i guess that is a good topic for discussion because i was what are you guys thinking in moving up. Cause I was, you know, I was thinking about it too, tossing around the, uh, the idea of doing it. And then I look at people like, you know, Philip Gregg with way too many G's in his last name who like he's been, <laughs> right? in, he's, he's, Dick. he's <laughs> too many. I mean, he's been in sportsman for, for a while. And I look at him and he's, I don't think he's an official judge yet, but he he's helped critique me, knows a lot of stuff, worked pretty closely with Morrissey. I'm pretty sure he wrote out every possible, unknown in unlimited or excuse me in uh, in intermediate like just knows all the figures knows the whole catalog and yet he he kind of stays in sportsman or is working his way in sportsman and maybe moving up but i was like man like if i don't know that stuff like how should i move up or how should i go about moving up like would it look so bad if i moved up after a couple flights in in you know sportsman right up into the intermediate would it look nah. like i have a big head or does it look like you know i'm trying to learn stuff or I mean, obviously got to be safe and everything like that but i'm curious what are your guys' thoughts on on moving up especially from the lower categories uh to, to the more advanced ones well i think that you know you you place in 80 percentile plus at nationals is a good sportsman such a tough category we've always talked about it it's such a tough category to win at because it's such a tremendous field and the scoring is a very spread out but you know Moving up, just my opinion, um, I would dabble in in the figures that are predominantly seen, you know, the avalanche and and the different types of flicks. Um, I forget which lines that they're on, but just fly individual figures of the new figures that you have to learn and then start flying three figures, three, uh, yeah, three, uh, what you call it, three figures at a time and then do half a sequence and do a full sequence. And then once you feel like you're not behind the airplane, then put it in front of a judge. I mean, like you said it too, this is fun. So don't worry about what people think. Just don't be unsafe. And the cool thing about intermediate, which I happen to like unknowns. I mean, sometimes they're a little nerve wracking, but you know, that's where the real challenge is, is, is flying a sequence that you've never flown before. But once you have all the figures mastered and you can have a little bit of knowledge of wind and, and, and how to walk through a sequence, um, that's where you can really um, prove a lot to yourself. And, and when you fly a really good unknown, it's it's really re- rewarding. And um, I don't think, uh, just looking at your scores, I haven't seen, because you don't post any any videos, jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as long as you're not feeling like you're behind the airplane, um, then then put it in front of a judge or, or do like a, uh, put it in front of Dagmore or somebody like that. Um, but that's intermediate so much fun, man. It's such a good category. It's such a good jump. It's not a, it's really not a big jump, um, from sportsmen, especially if you get somebody just get, get the right person to teach you snap rolls. That's what I would say. You know, somebody who, who, um, really knows how to snap roll a pits. I, I don't have any experience with that, but get somebody who knows what they're doing and, you know, like sportsmen in primary teach you a good foundation of 
some of these uh, more complex rotations and and you'll be fine but have fun with it you said it i mean you've been saying it this whole time it's, it's supposed to be fun so don't worry about you know what some yeah. pasty white dude's gonna say <laughs> yeah geez that's a good yeah. category for uh the pits too the s2b yeah, Inter- yeah. That, that airplane's right at home in intermediate yeah no it's it's cool to watch justin fly he's got a bunch of cool tips that guy i showed up to nationals and my hammers were all all off and he helped me with do that but he, it's fun to watch him fly and he kills the unknowns too yeah batman's um, awesome yeah he is yeah he man he is Oh, and that's we. They should put unknowns in uh in sportsman and primary. That's what we were doing during some of the training days and uh with that yeah. and whatnot. That was that was fun just to throw a couple unknowns together. You know, give rides and whatever. Just throw throw together some figures and say, hey, go try to fly this without walking it. Yeah, oh, that's so, cool, man. Awesome. Yeah. So that's, nothing- a, that's a a skill you got to develop, man. I you know, and I and I say that from somebody uh, from the the. Uh, vantage point of not having that skill <laughs> of just looking at something and flying it. Uh, it is, it's a skill. It's a skill you have to really work on. I mean, that's that people that can just look at a sequence card and, and go fly it with little to no practice. Like that's a huge, huge talent, which is obviously why people excel in the unknowns. You know, those that excel know the, they know the figures, but they can also just put it together really fast in their head and, and, and kind of visualize it and then go fly it really quickly. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. And some of those guys are just, they're just mad scientists when it comes to that stuff, you know, and I think that would be my biggest drawback is I don't know what's an altitude gainer, what's a loser, what's my min speed and max speed for whatever maneuver and how low can I go before they call me low because I'm not going to know what altitude I'm going to be at when I start and finish, but. Oh, he's told Mark, he's he's, he's slow playing us right now. I know. And and I was just going to say, that's like two, (laughs) two critique sessions and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's like, he said to work on the gates. Yeah. That's it. He's yeah. trying to set the bar low. So that his first contest, they're like, Oh my God, look at this guy. He's, he's totally sandbagging. Yeah. He's sandbagging. God. I'm so proud of you, Emerson. You know, you're the right person to represent this belt. Keep sandbagging that yeah. shit. Love it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I gotta, and like I said, if you, if you gotta, if you guys gotta go, whatever, if you don't wanna, you gotta kick me off, do, do whatever you gotta do. But it was really fun to hear a story. I think it was, uh, David Prather. Um, he was telling me a story. Prather? About, yeah. Yeah. He was, I think he was a Colorado contest a couple years ago or something like that. Like it was really small and there was only a couple people and there wasn't a primary category or there was only one person in primary. So you had to have two people. So he flew the first two flights and absolutely like demolished demolish the other person uh, uh flying it and then in his last flight you know he's like well i don't need another five dollar medal i'm just gonna fly this whole thing inverted and he dove in inverted flew the whole primary sequence inverted got scored on the first three maneuvers and then finally like on the fourth maneuver a judge realized he was inverted and scoring him. <laughs> so that's what that's what i should do I start flying sequences inverted love it there love you it go. you would represent there the brand go. well there you go hell yeah there you go <laughs> Oh, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Mark, cool, are you man. gonna be you gonna be doing well, yeah, like I said, if you if you guys got it, I'm down to just sit here and, and chill. But are you gonna be trying to do some contests next year if you're coming to nationals? Are you oh planning my God, on now he's contest? calling people out. Jesus. I'm just out looking for good conversation, <laughs> good banter. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> I opened up your my when is your, <laughs> when is your heart out, dude? Um I'm good. I'll probably like ten thirty. All right, so you got another what, fifteen? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the short answer to your question is probably not. I don't. 
I don't have a real. I still. I just really don't have a huge desire to go compete. Um, I, I, I'll probably go. I, I'm planning on going to nationals to hang out. Um, nice. That's the plan right now. Um, honestly, like, I, I just, I don't. I, I still don't feel like I have the time to dedicate to the level that I want to do it, and so I, I don't want to. You know, there's plenty of people that just want to show up, fly their category. They, they do. They might do well, but some of those people do really shitty and then they go home and they're okay with that. Um, not that I care how I score. I just, I don't, I don't want to half-ass it. I, I really want to dedicate the time and do it right. So, um, yeah, until I can allot that amount of time, I probably won't. I might, I don't know. I, it's really not that hard to hit a local contest. Um, yeah. And, and just do it. So I should, if, I should, I really should. If you go to nationals, sign up for the four minute free and then just fly your best iteration of a snow cone, just one figure because less is <laughs> less is going to be more. You watch less will be more and you'll come in. You'll probably come in second place. You, I mean, he's how, how funny would it be if just everybody overflew four minutes? Yeah. Come on, I man. Don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's, it's too close to not go. And it's, you know, if I, if I could get a couple contests, if I could get some contests and some good critiquing, you know, um, I got, you know, Dave Watson out here is a, is a a good intermediate coach and, and could, could help out a lot. Um, so if I, if I can nail down Brit and Dave and, and maybe go to some, uh, critique days, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I really honestly, I mean this. I love I love aerobatics. I think about it all the time. Love the IAC. I really just don't care much that much about competing. I really don't. It's just not. I don't have this burning desire to do it. And that's that's totally fair. No, it's, I mean, and I got to be careful a little bit with what I say as well, you know, because like I say, I'm just, you know, I don't I try not to get too political with some of the stuff, but. You know, I'll say, I just I'm, come join the drinking team with me. Like, it's just go, I have fun, whatever, dude. But there are people. I mean, there are people who put in their, you know, they're pretty much their whole lives into the, these things and you know, take it very seriously. So I want to make sure I'm not stepping on their toes. So I totally get where you're coming from and in the mindset behind doing it. You know, anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. So that's. I but mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it undermines. You know, I, the people that do that. I don't. I don't find it disrespectful. You know, I think some I, people I, might. I, they're I, like, oh, you're you're disrespecting the sanctity of the IAC. Fuck off. Like, I don't, I don't buy that. Like, you know, go, go dedicate the level that you can dedicate. And I think, you know, the IAC, this is why the IAC is beautiful. You have Rob Holland and, and the AJ Wilders and the Brent Lincolns and the Jeff Petroselli's on one end. And then you have, you know, people like me and then people even below me that are just like in an RV three that do two loops a year. Right. That just, they, they like, recreational aerobatics and their little experimental home built. Um, they, they do nothing more than a loop and a roll. Um, and there's everybody in between. And so I, I don't undermine or, um, you know, shit talk anybody on any end of that spectrum. And if, if somebody's going in to a contest with a, I don't know, a J three and, and they zero half the figures and, and they go home with a smile on their face, who am I to say that they're, you know, I don't think they're undermining or, um, not, taking seriously a uh, contest or the IAC. It's just, Hey, that's the level of dedication they want to give. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, I, I know myself and I, I just, I want to dedicate more than just a half asset. 
And I don't even mean half-assed like they're half-assing it. I just mean I, in myself, I would feel like I was half-assing it if I didn't give, you know, X level of dedication to, um, to actually, you know, making it happen. So we'll see, we'll see, you know, everybody should just go, go for their reasons, you know, go, go to these contests. There's, I'm telling you, we have people on the West coast, just like this, they'll go, they'll score uh last place every single time and they go home and they're, they're just fine with that. And, and yeah. they just like going to contests and flying. They don't care how they fly. That's, that's their journey. I don't that care. Be, people want to go would, and just drink. That's cool too. Yeah. That'd be really cool if we can MC the Nationals Awards Banquet. You and I. Yeah, dude. I would love that. Well, I mean, it, there was a, I think it was Fort Morgan this year. Dunk is just hilarious. He's always got a fun story behind uh, uh, Duncan Corbel. He's got, always got a fun story behind, you know, the award he gives out. So every time he's announcing an award, he's got some kind of funny story to go along with it. So I think you guys would be great, great uh, MCs yeah. for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we just want to make it fun, man. We want, we just want, we want the fun, you know. It's what it's and all about for for, what, for most people. <laughs> that's what it's all. Yeah, about. yeah. No, you're right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we've been invited on the drinking team, Mark, so we can go. We could be yeah. like Rodney Dangerfield and go back to school. There you go. Anytime well, you guys the, are involved, is, we we haven't asked what they drink. Oh yeah, what are you drinking these days, you you hipsters? <laughs> Uh, probably some of this, this, I found this really good stuff. Uh, it's, it's grade A, uh, comes in a really nice can. It's called Keystone. That's, oh, that's wow. Uh, to be a college kid again. <laughs> no, it's the classic $5 beer. Oh man. Keystone, $5 rack. Dude, that, that, oh. I, I, I can't tell you how many 24 packs of Keystones at a Chevron I have purchased <laughs> over my lifetime. There you go. Ah, and you see three runways, times. one in the middle. I've never That's had it. Keystone. That's it. Oh, you're missing oh, out. Oh, you bougie. You bougie fuck. We don't have that on the... Do we have that on the East Coast? Of, you guys, co- of course you have it on the East Coast. I don't know. Sounds That's like... A, uh, go to your local gas station or, you know, a place where drugs are probably sold around the corner. And they'll have a nice frosty case of it right in the uh, the cooler there. Emerson, I want you to chug a beer while you're flying the snow cone and wearing the belt. See, I, yeah, well, I was really excited. I thought this was going to be a, a Keystone a, beer. There yeah. you go. There you go. I thought this was going to be a video, a video call. And I have a couple laying out here next to me. I was going to throw on some pit vipers and just immediately shotgun. You guys know how to See, shotgun? This is why we need to upgrade our podcast, Mark. Jeff is 47. He has no idea what a shotgun is. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, yeah. <laughs> You asshole. <laughs> it's sad because I do look like I'm 47. <laughs> 25, man. While, while the world was shotgunning, he was at church choir. Oh, go. my God. Hunting so dinosaurs. Mean. So mean. <laughs> flying, you know flying, flying the primary in the right, brother. Oh, God. Ah. You, you know, this has been a sensitive week for me, Mark. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's not let's not break Petro down too hard. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's gonna be okay. Fine. It's allergies. Yeah. It's just a season. Slow pressures. Oh my god. The pressure. So, have you shown any of your girlfriends this belt? And like, what happened? Any of your girlfriends? He's wow. assuming you're a polygamist. <laughs> 
Jeez. The belt has done well. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <wow. laughs> Notch that shit. <laughs> oh man, too the funny, one, man. The, the four minute free was a one minute free, but nine out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the belt has that effect. It does. It does. Oh man, yeah. You definitely got to take some pictures of it, start posting it, so we can relive our college glory days somewhat. Yeah, I'll send a some to y'all. We'll definitely stay in touch. I mean, it's, I think you guys are doing a great, great, great thing. Like I said, so. Awesome. And then we want to get some more college kids on the show. So can you nominate another UND or MSU? Oh, that is a really good question. Yeah. And we'll hit them up. Yeah. um, You know, MSU Austin uh, just left Austin or Roger, depending on the alcohol. He kind of, he gets a different name. Um, But Austin, he, uh, he just graduated um, and he actually just flew his last contest this weekend. He was, he's been super generous. Um, seems like a really, really decent guy. He's helped out, led the MSU team pretty good. Um, there's also, you know, the low, low Ryan from MSU, Ryan Tierney, uh, RIP his scores in nationals. Uh, <laughs> seems then, like you're favoring MSU. I mean, oh, no, no, totally. You're the better team, I guess. Huh? No, we got Andrew, Andrew v- Pit Viper boy, you know, and then Daniel, Daniel Shanahan and Sean Higgins from UND. Those guys are, those guys are all awesome. And then, you know, obviously, if you guys want some some female contact, Michaela or you know Nina, Misty, Maya, Haley, any of those gals from UND or MSU too, just yeah, anyone you want. Like, they're all all good choices. You know, maybe we should Mark. We should nominate Emerson as our uh, director of collegiate ops, and then like he it. can he can set that up because if I text some eighteen year old or nineteen year old college girl. JKL, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to let me borrow that SC for a couple years. Yeah. Oh, good lord! You can give rides in an S one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, you're the director, Emerson. Have fun with it. Yeah, do it. Hey, yeah. whatever I can do to help, my friends. Whatever I can do to help. So, my goodness. Take my kids. All right. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Oh, you're now the godfather to Petro's kids. Uh, oh. God. My- that's all right emerson uh, cool well let's let's um we won't take up too much more of your time but as nationals gets closer maybe uh you know well i say get closer maybe halfway out you know six months out or something like that so you know first quarter of uh 2022 we'll have you back on see kind of where you're at and what you've been doing and and what your plans are for uh for nationals sounds good no definitely i'd love to do that sweet sweet Cool. Petra, you got anything else? Nothing, man. Thanks for uh thanks for representing the belt. Great. I'm yeah. uh, I'm happy. I'm happy with the way the gods work this one out, right? Me too. No, yeah, yeah, no worries. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Appreciate the time to talk and hopefully we'll be in touch. And next time you guys get your video feed up, we'll do some shotguns together if I see you guys at nationals. Hell yeah. Love yes. it. Yes. Sounds good to me. Awesome. In. All right, Emerson. Cool. <laughs> take care, dude. Yeah, you guys take it easy. Have a great rest of your night. Later, you man. Too. Yeah, see ya. And we're back. Whew. Just reliving college days, huh? Yeah, man. Just pounding drinks and um, studying. Do you think he's and, really and studying? studying? I think he no. is. He sounds like a good kid. No? 
he sounds smart, so I don't think he studies much. Yeah. Just like born smart, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Dad gives him a pitch just to like, eh, air sonny, take it, uh, take it to college. Oh my God. Can you imagine like pulling up to school in a pits? Total no. hand and dropper. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> You know, college kids are like, oh, you want to ride in my freaking, you know, Mercury Cougar? And this guy's like, hey, I have a pits. I'll take you out on a date. Just I'll take like, you Done. Yeah. No, he's a yeah. good kid. I yeah. like him. I wish he would post more. I really do. Me too. You know, I wonder, uh, I guess they're, you know what? He's, I think maybe that generation's or that age group or the college kids flying acro. Maybe they're afraid to post because they don't want to be judged or they don't want to send off the wrong vibe. But. Who gives a crap, man? Post it. You know, well, I mean, post it. look at Corey. I mean, you look, dude, Corey is such an unsung hero, but like, remember when he was posting that stuff and there was all those yeah. arguments that was pre COVID. Holy shit. That's a long time ago. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, and he was po- and like, good for him, man. Like, you know, I look back and like, fucking, he didn't give no, a he shit. He really he was, put himself out there. Yeah. So like, if anything, man, Emerson and all those, uh, other college post, post your stuff. We'd love to see it. And, uh, you know, it'd be encouraging to that, that age group to, to see it too and let them do it. But, um, oh, that's cool, Agreed. man. Dude, if I get yeah. in there, if I was in college and, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I hope he sticks in the sport. He should. He's very obviously talented. So the sport needs people like him. Yeah, definitely needs yeah. people like him. Well, let's, I let's just, talk about some flying. Sure. I want you to talk about some not, flying. You have not been doing flying, and I've been I've been flying a lot. Well, not a lot, but I've been flying more than usual, which is good. Let's talk about it. So you, what? How far? I, I say how far along? Like it, it's like a, a a set process, but like how how deep are you into where you want to be flying these unlimited figures and getting ready to do uh, unlimited? Ooh, um, that's a really good question. I would say that, oh gosh, I would, I'm trying to put it like, uh, in uh, layman's terms. Um, I would say I'm like, gosh, maybe 20% to where I need to be. <laughs> I'm really like early okay. on. Um, and I'm just really caught the problem. Is, so not the problem, but, uh, we always talk about the wobblies and I'm learning the, you know, the outside flicks. And you just, you, you can't, in my opinion, you gotta be, you really got to caution air on the side of caution with it. So if I do maybe a dozen and a half of outside flicks each flight, that's a lot. And it's not that I don't yeah. feel good. Um, after doing them, I feel fine. In fact, you know, today I went flying and, um, I had a really good flight and everything was clicking and just, you know, doing outside flicks and different different angles and this and that and got to like, you know, about 12 of them. And I'm like, all right, that's enough. And I really wanted to do more, but I'm like, you know, I, I always like, you know, from interviewing Goody and, and let, and hearing about how many checks, how much, how many checks you got left to cash. And I'm just really being, being careful not to hurt myself because, you know, as you start getting the outside flick and, and, and learning it and, and finding the sweet spot of where, you know, the controls need to be, um, you know, now I'm starting to increase the speed as far as, you know, when, when to snap at, um, and you know, it comes with a faster rotation. So, and you know, more negative G 
which isn't it doesn't it doesn't hurt everybody complains that it hurts um but it really doesn't hurt you just got to be quick with it um so you know i'm just really super momentary yeah so i'm just really trying to be careful so like my flight today is i'll fly out i'll do um now i have to do like three seatbelt checks so like i'll do half roll inverted, do a bunch of, you know, kind of light pushes, roll back and then click my seatbelts as much as I can. And then roll back to inverted, do a bunch more like, you know, pushes to try to move myself, see if I can move myself in the seat. I'll probably get another click out of, out of one side and I'll be super tight. And then I'll start, you know, doing some pulls to vert. I'm really working on, you know, lines and angles, just getting to the line without bumping it and getting to it quick, you know, efficiently, yada, yada, yada. And, um, from there, then I'll probably push out of like one of the uh, verticals that I do just to get some negative G in me and then work on some, I've been working on a lot of like, right, right, right pedal snaps, inside snaps, because now with unlimited, I have to know how to right pedal three quarter on the upline and I can, you know, right flick fine on a vertical down or horizontal, but you know, it's not as natural as my left pedal snaps so i've been really concentrating on trying to get my right pedal snaps as really as as natural as my left so worked on right pedal snaps and then from there i started doing some vertical ascending inside flicks three quarter half full and they're good i mean they're not unscorable um i'm really super hard on myself i think i would definitely get at least a six on them um um, but it's not like a like a rob holland or a goody flick um Maybe once in a blue moon, I hit it right, but, um, learning and trending up. So I do that. And then from there, I, uh, I finish with the outside flick. So, you know, doing them on like a 45 up, doing them on a horizontal line, um, you know, things like that. And, you know, I'll do six one way and six the other way. And what I've been doing is I'll do like two or three and then I'll fly around for like a minute and just like refocus, um, whatchamacallit. You know, make sure I'm comfortable and, and cause you really, it's, it's funky because with the left pedal outside flick, it's a right rotation and, you know, it's really, to me, they're really sensitive of where the stick goes. So, you know, if you have a little bit of, you know, inside aileron, I guess, so left pedal, left aileron, it really kills the snap because the rotation is right. Um, yeah. so that was screwing me up very early on. Um, but I've since, you know, overcome that and. Just it seems like the more you do, obviously, the better you get. Um, and it's frustrating because I want to do a ton of them, but I don't want to hurt myself. So um, so it's it's getting to the point now where I'm not as frustrated as I used to be because um, I kind of don't have to really learn, learn the flick too much anymore. I kind of, uh, you know, 100 percent of the time I can always get it to go. Whereas in the beginning, like, you know, like in the very beginning, it was like 50 50 on whether I can get it to rotate right and then, you know, as you progress, you, you start getting better and better. So I'm really working on that. And then probably um, as I do that, I'll start working on, you know, the next thing I want to really start tackling is the uh, down the down loops with the rotations on the bottom. You know, whether it's like a two point or, oh, yeah. or four, like that seems really tricky to get perfect. Um, but yeah, so just doing that and uh, having some fun with it and um yeah, pretty much that. I keep forgetting to fly the stupid uh, snow cone. It's not. First of all, it's not stupid. It's magnificent. <laughs> Second of all, go fly that thing. I know it's been like three times too, and I'm I I always forget. <laughs> I land and I'm like shit. 
<laughs> but who do you think flew it the best so far besides you? I don't think I flew it the best at all. Uh, it was pretty good, man. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron had a good one. Aaron, yeah. he, he added some flair to it too. I like, I kind of like the idea of a snap on the top of it, but I mean the, the mid wing, I don't know what speed I would have to enter to even think about doing something like that. Yeah. Um, cause I, I did a 180 entry, which I could do 200. I mean, I could do more than that too, but like, even if I did a 200 knot entry, I'm, it was pretty slow at the top with the kind of the weak push I did. I mean, if I did four and a half, five G push, even mm-hmm. or more, I guess I could, I could get enough energy at the top to do something, but I don't know the, the three thirty just, man, he makes that, he made it look easy. Yeah, dude. If, if the Don or Bobby Holly or Goody, one of the, the, the top guys flies the snow cone, then I think we've made it at that point. That would be really cool. How cool <laughs> that would be would that seriously be? cool. Oh, it'd be super cool. Dude, that would be epic. <laughs> Come on, the Don. Let's let's see it. We know you listen. Donnie. We know you listen. Yeah. Bob, Bobby Holly, if you're still listening. Bobby. If you didn't, if you didn't turn it off yet. Pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> Jeff Bourbon, too. Come on, dude. Oh, can you imagine like the Yak 110 at an air show? And then the announcer's like, and now as he comes in for the snow cone. <laughs> real talk that would be a really fun air show maneuver to, to watch it would yeah because it, it's so there's so much movement in that airplane to do a fun, yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun to watch and he could carry obviously he could carry the energy he, he could do that he could do a huge snow cone at very light g because he could just put the jet power in it at the top it'd be glorious Dude, that'd be cool glorious yeah yeah um but yeah, good shit. Um, we got to get you into a competition. Uh, this is and not to fly. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, are you going to you think you're going to go to the San Diego thing at Borrego? <laughs> you know, I didn't even look at the dates. In fact, I got to. Um, oh, for Borrego. Um, on it. So I land at 6 p.m. like both days. I think one's like 545 and the other's like 603. Yeah. If somebody could pick me up. In an airplane, and then I'd, I'd happily pay for gas, and then like we go to the bank or something like that. It's only like twenty minute flight, but it's like a two hour drive because it's through like mountains and shit. Ew. So that's that's kind of the problem. Is like if it was a thirty minute drive, I would just I would just rent a car and go hang out. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a big contest. Brian's going to do a good job. I have faith in Brian. Brian, it, absolutely going to do a great job, and and man, they have like almost fifty entrants. That's huge. That's awesome. Jeez. It's a big contest. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if they had one at a college like MSU or UND um, nearby. I mean, that would jack it up by another like 10. I'm surprised they don't make it out this way. I guess it's not that close, but um, they seem to go east. The MSU and, and UND seem to go east and south, but not west. Hmm. I wonder who I won the, even, the Nationals. Even UND doesn't. The huh? collegiate. I wonder who won the collegiate nationals between UND and MSU. You know, I never looked that up. What a shame. We should find that out. I don't remember <laughs> ever seeing UND post anything about that. I wonder if MSU won it. Yeah, I'll find that out for next time. Yeah, maybe we'll yeah. get them on. Maybe we'll get the whole team on. Like the. Uh, well, that'd be. Remember that movie? That thing you do. We're the wonders. <laughs> 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 
Well, if we've proven anything, (laughs) two guests are impossible. So let's get 10 on. That would be like, say hi, MSU. Hi. All right. And then bye. (laughs) See you. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, that was awful. That yeah, was, it's tough with two guests because they're not here, so nobody knows when to talk. In person, it would it would have been a lot better. And then I think in the future for two guests, I mean, we should probably do this. Although it'd be it'd just be so hard because it'd be too structured and it wouldn't be organic. But like of, you know, having a cue of when when you're gonna ask a question or when I'm gonna ask a question. Maybe you oh, and I, I need to do that. You and I need like a green and red light in our room. You know, and then we Good can idea. like it'll be wireless, and then we can just click on. So when you're green, it's like I'll shut the fuck up, and then when when I'm green, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I know, because like all the time, and then there's like a little people don't realize that there's a like a one second delay in our shit. So that's yeah. why a lot of times like Mark and I talk on top of each other because it's just, it's fucking delayed, and we're not professionals. So like, what do you want us to and do? And it's. <laughs> It's it's like the the plight of voiceover IP recording too. Like, I, there's not really a better way to do it. This is it's kind of unfortunate, but yeah, it but is what it you, is, man. You still love us? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. Well, should we stick a pin in this thing, dude? We did it almost two hours. Yeah, man. Thank you, Emerson. The interview. Congratulations, yeah, Emerson. Congrats. I can't wait to see. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next year. And I, we got to think of some other title belts because I, w- I want some more out there, different colors for different things. Yeah. No, we're going to have to. It's got to be good because it's going to be sponsored. Yeah. We're taking applications to sponsor it, by the way. First thing is the cheapest rate, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. If you guys, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you think somebody wants to uh, sponsor the show or sponsor an episode, sponsor multiple, um, we're, we'll we're, we'll, we're we'll kind of finally getting our, you want. We'll do a read. Yeah. We'll do a read, whatever you want. Yeah, you send it whatever to us. You, you want. can call out your local competitor. You can call out your local judge. You can call out your girlfriend. I don't know. You can do whatever. This is kind of we'll, like, uh, what we'll is that called? Uh, yeah, what is that? Um, when you can you can pay celebrities to, uh, to like just give oh, somebody yeah, like a happy yeah. birthday thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you want us to call your wife a pile of garbage? 75 bucks. We'll 75 bucks. We'll do it. We're here for yeah. you. <laughs> you want us to quit your job for you? We'll do it. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. That's why we're here. Um but honestly, uh send an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. If you uh if you have an idea of a sponsor that is looking for a podcast to advertise or you want to sponsor the podcast, uh we're 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 kind of starting to uh search those avenues. So uh flycoolshit at gmail.com for that. And then yeah. um, buy some merch. Head on over to flyquilshit.com slash merch. Buy some shirts. Uh, we got to think of a couple more designs and get some more designs up there. But uh, you got yeah. the snow cone shirt, snow cones and aerobatics, and then the logo. Buy some shirts. Go over to Lyft. What else? Flycool shit. Yes. Yeah. LyftAviationUSA.com. Use the promo code flycoolshit. They're uh, the best. I'm going to actually um, stay stay tuned. In fact, the video might even be out before this podcast airs. But uh you know, talking with Sammy and then talking with Braden at Lyft. Um, I'm going to make a comparison video of just kind of showing my HGU visor mod that I do on the helmets versus nice. the stock helmet and and why that might be advantageous for for some people. Um, you know, it's it's not like I don't even think I need the mod in terms of having the visor come up. But, um, you know, since I did the, oh, the mod, it's an added benefit. 
That reminds me. Um, I had a friend of mine text me um, uh, with paint schemes for their helmet. And I want to get that yeah. guy on that you recommended. What's his name? That did for your helmet? Paint? Yeah, yeah. Oh, CMS Artworks? CMS. I'd love to get a rep on there and like just pick his brain on how he comes up with those designs and, and maybe something like that, even if it's like 20 minutes. I think that's what he comes up with, man. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, listen, I, that'd be super fun. I, I love that idea. I mean, so many people I think would send their helmet to him. Yeah, and and you know, um, they I I kind of a lot of uh, artistic freedom was taken with my helmet. Um, I don't particularly like the flames on the side of it. I do like just about everything else on the helmet, but what I like the most is the quality of the paint. Um, it's I, it's fantastic. I would love Rob to get like a custom like a CMS artwork helmet. They would probably do something really cool with like Van Halen and and everything like that. I'm not kidding. He, he kind of should have a custom helmet, a custom yeah. painted helmet. He just kind of has the red because he, he uses the Pilot X, but um, he could do that thing painted up sick. Yeah, man. That'd be cool. Yeah. Start like a GoFundMe for that. Though. Anyway. <laughs> Get Rob's helmet painted. <laughs> for us. For our pleasure. <laughs> for our pleasure. <laughs> cool, man. Well. Until next time. All right, Jeffrey P. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. Thank <laughs> you.